You're listening to Common Sense with Oxen Managing Director Jeremy Wilson and host Gab Davenport. Listen and learn your way through financial discussions as Jeremy dives into business success and how to achieve this through planning, forecasting, execution, managing cash flow, budgeting, and everything in between. We hear you already. Not another boring financial podcast. No, no. Common Sense is not like any of those because, well, Jeremy is not like any other accountant. Trust us. Take a listen and you'll see what we mean. Common Sense. They're not as common as you think. All right. Afternoon, Jeremy. Afternoon, Gab. How are you? Awesome. Awesome. Excellent. I'm very excited to start our first podcast today. Nice. We are talking about the business trifecta, what it is, what it means for everyone in the business, and why it's so important to have all three components of this winning ticket. So firstly, Jeremy, can you tell me what the three components of the business trifecta are? Thanks, Gab. Yeah, the business trifecta is made up of what we call um, business best practice standards. So the first part of the trifecta is an operational business plan. Um, That obviously tells us where we are, where we're going. We then convert that business plan into numbers, and we call that a budget and a cash flow forecast. So we've got something we can measure and manage our progress towards. And finally, and the most important part of the trifecta, is we are your business coach, your co-driver as you're driving your business forward to make sure that plans actually are executed. Yeah, excellent, amazing. And what does what does planning involve? Planning's really simple. Like Gab, you probably planned how you got here this today. You probably sat somewhere and said, right, I'm here. I need to get there. How am I going to get there? You had a plan. Business is exactly the same. We know where we are. Sometimes we're not sure. So we do a SWOT analysis of strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Gives us a rough idea of, okay, so this is where I'm at. We then put that all off to one side and we say, right, so where do we actually want to be in a year's time, two years time, three years time? So now if we know where we are, and we know where we want to be, all we have to do is join the dots. And that's all that business planning is. It doesn't have to be hard. It could be very simple. Right. With the right people involved, right? Totally. Excellent. And how long should we set aside for that planning? A good plan should take between half a day and two days, depending on what's involved. Yeah. Okay, great. And, and who should be involved in these planning stages? Generally speaking, it's the interested users such as the shareholders, the owners, maybe key management who've got a role in the plan. If we want people to buy into a plan, we want to involve them in the plan at the earliest possible stage. There's no point in bringing someone in later and saying, here's the plan, go and do it for me. Mm. Yeah, right. And and how often should we have the, be making these plans or have these plans and how far in advance should we be looking Yeah, some people will plan months in advance because that's as far as they can see. Mm. Generally speaking, I'd like to say somewhere between three and five years is ideal. Ten years would be wonderful, but so much changes, it's really hard to go too long term. And as we all know, with the current environment we operate in, things change very, very quickly. Absolutely. And is that the case for small, medium and large scale businesses? Yeah, Yeah, it is actually. Um, Most businesses will um, have a plan. And then things will change and they'll put it off to one side and they'll say planning doesn't work. Planning's all about amending the plan, changing it, morphing it, being as fluid and liquid and agile as we can so that we've got a base. COVID's come along, for instance, it's changed the base. Hey, not a problem. It's given us some more opportunities. 
That's part of the SWOT, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Everything's going to change things slightly. We therefore just change the plan. Yeah. But the overall end game, the major strategies may not change hugely. Mm, okay. Yeah, so like you said, COVID surely wasn't planned for us this year. And I assume most people's plans went out the window as soon as COVID hit. Um, so, so what should we do to really reset during times of uncertainties? Obviously, we've got this what analysis there, we've got our plan, but often we're, we're throwing pretty hard when things like when things like this attack. So, so how do we go back? How do we reset? Who do we talk to? Where do we start? Yeah, good, good questions. I think the first thing is don't do anything too quickly. Always just take a deep breath, pause, and go, okay, what does this really mean? A lot of people looked at covid Um, and said, right, we're going to really struggle for money. Let's go apply for all these grants. Let's get as much money in because we're really going to struggle. A couple of weeks later, hmm, actually, we're not struggling. We're doing quite well. Here, you can have all your money back. So it's that instant knee-jerk reaction that I think separates out a good business from a business that may be slightly temporary. The the knee-jerk type people, they'll jump from one to another to another, and they've never actually got a specific strategy. They're just basically trying to keep their heads above water, and that's all they focus on. Mm. A real business, a business where the business works for the owner, not the other way around, just emphasising that, um, the business has to work for the owner. That sort of business is going to have something like COVID. It's going to sit back. It's going to figure out what it can do, what it can't do. It's going to amend the plan, but it's not going to have a panic situation. Right. So there's a lot of trust in the plan then. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. And what what is the biggest weakness in planning that businesses are faced with? Execution of plans. A lot of businesses will have a plan. The bank may have asked for one as part Mm -hmm. of a lending process and they'll prepare the plan. It will then either go into file 13, the round one on the floor. It may be used (laughs) to prop up a desk, but nine times out of 10, nothing happens with it. They get back, the business owner gets back into their business as usual. The phone rings, the emails arrive. Oh, I'm too busy to plan. I will just keep going and fighting fires because that's what I'm used to. And that sort of brings me into that whole concept of a lovely quote that we quite often use with business owners. Um, And it was from Albert Einstein. Um, And he was talking about being insane. And a typical business owner is insane if doing the same thing over and over again, but they expect different results. Mm. And that's your typical business owner. I'll keep doing this. I'll keep doing this. But surely I'll get different results. No. No, no, we actually need to focus on, we actually need to do something different. What's the biggest weakness in planning? Execution. Not doing anything, not doing anything different, but expecting things to change. Yeah, and quite often that is a big fear for a lot of people because people, you know, a lot of people don't like change. Exactly, yeah. and that's why you need that co-driver. Yeah. And I'm always talking about the business as if it's a car. You know, you're driving your business forward. You've got a dashboard that you're looking at. You've got a co-driver sitting next to you. You've got a GPS in place. That's actually a business. The GPS is the business plan. The dashboard is the forecast. And the co-driver is us. Simple as. Perfect. Great analogy. I love it. So moving on to the next part of of the trifecta is forecasting. So why why is forecasting so important for all businesses? 
Forecasting is really simple, and I think a lot of businesses get a bit carried away with it in terms of what does it actually mean. All we're doing with a forecast is we're saying, hey guys, you've got a plan, yay. Let's convert that plan, which is written in English, into another language called dollars and cents. Because everything's going to have an impact on that wonderful thing called cash flow. Now, we can forecast sales, we can guess at expenses, but it's all a complete waste of time unless we can sit here and honestly say, my bank balance in 12 months' time is going to be X dollars. Now, as soon as you can say that with confidence, you now know what your resources are. You now know what you can do. A lot of business owners will come to me and say, oh, we don't know if we can afford this. We don't know if we can afford that. And they might be talking about advertising. They might be talking about marketing. Now, straight away, we can say, well, actually, if we were to spend $1,000 a month on advertising, it needs to be generating $2,000 a month in sales. Oh, so the forecast gives us this concept of being able to ask it questions. What if I wanted to bring on a new employee? What if I wanted to relocate? What does it mean to my bank balance in 12 months' time? What do I need in terms of a return from that investment to actually make it pay back all my time and effort? Mm, right. And how do we ensure that our forecast is achievable or, or, or manageable? It's a very difficult thing because the forecast, by definition, is a guess. Mm. We're making our best guess. So what I've found in the past is that the first time we do a forecast, we're probably about 20 to 30% error. All right? We're about 70% right. Second forecast, we're about 85 90% right. Once we get into the rhythm of it, our forecasts become highly accurate, yeah. right? Now, maybe we'll be lucky. The very first forecast will work, yippee. But I always work on the assumption that it's a, it's a progressive approach. It takes a little bit of time as we learn. Yes. What we quite like to do is sit down with the business owners on a regular basis, not just do the forecast and then say, buy, I'll spot you next year, <laughs> but actually look at them and say, okay, let's have a look at that after a month, two months or three months. What have we learned? You know what? There's been such a major change. I think we should change the forecast for the next nine months. And so we're doing that more and more. We've gone away from here's your annual forecast, I'll see you next year, to now doing more like a forecast with quarterly revisions because business is changing so often. Yeah, great. And especially if you're growing, then that's excellent. Totally, totally. Perfect. And, And then I guess on the flip side, what happens if our forecast is completely out? Well, we should know it's out very soon, yeah. right? That's the key issue. If, if you're not meeting with your advisor on a regular basis, then you've basically signed up to something that's giving you no value. Mm. And it's not the forecast that's giving you the value, it's the people and the systems behind the forecast. What do they know? So if you're sitting down with a customer, or if I'm sitting down with a customer, I know what their cash flow should be. I know where their investments need to be. I know what sort of return they need to get. So then that gives me the ability to not give them a forecast that doesn't work in the first place. Yeah, right. Excellent. And what, what do we need to be able to accurately forecast? What, what do we need, we as business owners, uh, what do we need to provide or, or have on us to be able to accurately forecast? Yeah, it's not a hard process. Basically, I'll ask you a whole bunch of questions. And so what we might do is if we were to pick an expense, for example, something like, let's say something boring, but like ACC levies. Mm. I'll sit down with you and I'll say, hey, what do you think your ACC levies are going to be next year? And you'll go, I don't know. I'll go, fair enough. What makes up ACC levies? It's wages. Okay, let's talk about wages. What is your team going to look like in the next 12 months? Oh, well, we're going to be hiring Bob, bringing Mary on board, and we've got three part-timers. Uh-huh. Wages going up, ACC going up. What did you pay last year? Let's add a little bit on. Next, 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 next. 
Does that sort of make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah? Yeah, so right. you don't need anything other than a good knowledge of what's happening in your business, what's going to happen in yeah. your business, which comes from your plan that we've yes. just done. Yeah. And so it's really simple. You know, yeah. having a set of accounts, yeah, it's good. Something on zero is absolutely ideal because we can look at the bank account, we can look at the transactions, but realistically, if you don't have it, we can still make it work. Yeah, great. Excellent. So we've done our planning, we've looked at our forecasting, and now it's time to sort of get into the execution. So that's often the scariest part for businesses. So how do we ensure that we um, feel confident in executing our plan? Yeah, and I've, I've come across this a lot where... The accountability per se in a business plan sits with the same person that came up with the business plan. So they're accountable to themselves. Mm. That will never work. No. Um, the next most common situation is that the business owner um, happens to be, say, a husband and wife team, and they're accountable to each other. That also doesn't work, mm. unfortunately, because it's not great to be mixing business and personal at the same time. Yeah. So I, I've always used a fairly crude expression and I've said that you need a co-driver or an execution specialist sitting next to you who's not the same person that you share a pillow with. Yeah. Right? Now, I know it's a bit crude, but it straight away gets it out there yeah. that you need to focus more and more on having someone sitting in that seat next to you who's helping you drive, who potentially you're not married to. Mm. Yeah, like that at home. Totally, Yeah. <laughs> Right, and so what if our execution fails or perhaps it doesn't meet our expectations of what we had? We revise our plan, we revise our strategies, Yeah. we revise our budgets. Yeah. It's always fluid, it's always moving, it's never fixed and concrete. Yeah, and never a real failure because there's always learnings and lessons. Yeah, I agree with you, the glass is always half full. Yeah, excellent. Um, and how often should we be checking in on, on our execution plans and ensuring that everything's on the right track and on the right path to achieve our, you know, the overall business goals? Minimum quarterly, okay. so every three months, yep. um, potentially monthly, uh, and some businesses may go the other extreme to six monthly if it's fairly stable. Yep. But realistically, if you need help, then probably more sooner rather than later makes sense. Yeah, yeah, excellent. And is, every, is everyone accountable for, the, for execution? When we do a plan, we basically come up with a great big to-do list. So we start off with where we are, where we're going, and then we join the dots. Joining the dots is a, a list of who's doing what by when. The person who's doing it is not necessarily the person who's doing the nitty-gritty, but they're responsible for making sure that whatever it is, it gets done. They are the person who's accountable. So you might have Gab, a task that you need to focus on the marketing for the business. Yippee. You're accountable for focusing on that marketing, maybe generating a marketing plan. You may get other people to help you do it, but I'll come knocking on your door to see how things are going. Yeah, excellent. Perfect. So so why is this, this is the business trifecta that we've just sort of gone over, so you know, the planning, the forecasting and the execution. So why is the business trifecta so important and why do you believe that it is a critical, it's critical to the success and health of a business? Business is really simple and sometimes we get overcomplicated with business and we think quite often that our business is unique from everyone else's business. Mm. The funny thing is we're all very, very similar and all I'm talking about with the trifecta is something that's best practice. It doesn't matter whether you're in business or whether it's private life. You still need to have some form of plan, some form of control over cash and someone to help you if things don't quite 
work out. Yeah. That could be someone helping you take a driving test. That could be your business coach, or it could be something to do with planning Christmas. The same ingredients. Plan it, forecast it, execute it. Still works. Yeah, excellent. And within the trifecta, there are business components. So people, cash flow, strategy, execution. Can you talk through um, each of these components and and potentially, you know, why they're so important on their own? And, and are they of equal importance? Really wonderful question. So people, cash flow, strategy, execution are what we call the four main components of every business. Basically, a business is a collection of systems that's run by its people. So people become the people, sorry about that, people are the users of the systems that generate the results. Critical, but most people will focus on the fact that they believe that people is the biggest weakness in a business. It's not. If things aren't happening, it's probably not the people, it's probably the systems. Right. The next element is um, cash flow. Obviously, we need some of that. That's our main focus is to make sure that we've got additional cash flow when we need it and we're not going to run into any surprises. The no surprises policy, you know, if you think about most New Zealand businesses, middle of January, they tend to struggle a bit for cash. Mm. They've got GST, they've got prop tax, they've got people who aren't paying them. Yeah. Now, if we know that the January before, 12 months in advance, we can talk to our bank very proactively. Yeah. It's no longer a problem. All right, strategy. If you think about maybe your next-door neighbour's business and, and maybe they owned an IT company and they've got this idea that they're going to develop an app and then halfway through development they have an idea that they're going to develop another app. So they drop the first one and they move on to the second one. Well, after six months they've worked on their 18th app. None of them have ever been completed. They don't have a strategy. They're going from one to another to another because it sounds like a good idea. Mm. Last part of the ingredient is execution. That wraps everything up together. We can have that plan. It can sit in file 13. It can prop a desk up. But if we have a decent co-driver and we execute, then we've got a really meaningful plan that pays for itself. So if you were to say, what's the biggest weakness in business? Is it people? Is it cash flow? Is it strategy? Is it execution? It's execution 100%. Yeah, amazing. Well, that, I think, is all we have on uh, the trifecta today. Is there anything else that you wanted to add on to that? No. We've covered it all. I think we've done well. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. Until next time. Sweet as. Thanks for tuning in to Common Sense, and be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on future episodes. And if you're looking for accounting or coaching services for your business, be sure to reach out via www.oxen.nz. Thanks for tuning in and subscribe. <laughs>